Talking with Girlfriends is our therapy, our entertainment, and our education. Join me, Madden Chate Jones, and my good girlfriend, Tennille Daniels, for an hour of healing through hospitality as we welcome friends from across the lifestyle and wellness spaces to join us for some good, healthy girl talk. Pull up a seat, get comfortable, and make yourself at home. You are now listening to Love Madden, the podcast. Hey, girl. Hey. Hey. How are you? I am good. We are back from the weekend of birthday. It was a birthday. It was a birthday. Hey, how you feeling today? I am feeling good. Just good. it's a lot going on, but yeah. Um, sometimes it's good to have a, a lot of irons in the fire, and I'm looking forward to some rest and relaxation over the next couple of days. So yes, everybody, welcome back to the show. We had our spring break, as you know, last week to celebrate both of our birthdays. Tennille had a major milestone. We're celebrating her. Yay. Yeah. And to celebrate the resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Happy Easter, everybody. Happy Easter. Hope you all had a great Easter. Hope you all enjoyed the Isley Brothers versus Earth, Wind, and Fire versus <laughs> yeah, it's a lot going all on. of the things. All of the things. So without further ado, we will jump into today's table talk. Um, I am very excited, elated, happy to um, announce or to share, because most of you should have heard by now, that my good girlfriend, Tennille Daniels, is launching her own podcast, the OVA Reaction Podcast. Yay! Yay! I did it! She did. We did it, Joe. <laughs> we did it, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> um. And that is in perfect alignment, actually. She has her podcast coming out. I have just launched the Hope Series, which is the second series for 2021. And so both of those things are in perfect alignment for the topic that we will be talking about today. So yes. welcome to Season 3, Episode 9, Hopeful Expectation with Tennille Daniels. Oh my goodness. I'm so excited to be a guest. <laughs> You guys, Tennille is our guest for today. We are um, shaking things up a little bit. And so she is here um, in the in the guest seat. I've, I've had the, the pleasure and honor of being able to do this on my own podcast when uh, my husband and I showed up. But this is actually Tennille's first time being the interviewee. How do you feel? Yes, I feel a little nervous. Not really, but... <laughs> Yeah, because you do this every week. But um, yeah, we'll be digging in from a different lens. So this is going to be a real treat. And um, most of you have probably heard the trailer for her show by now, but I think this will give you a nice preview into um, what to expect from Tennille's podcast, her blog, and all of the good work that she's doing right now. So uh, welcome to the table, Tennille Daniels. Tennille is the good girlfriend that everyone needs by her side. Tennille Daniels is a women's wellness advocate and a podcast host two times over who is creating a movement of women who stand in their stories, stop being ashamed, and start living out loud. With an undeniable gift for creating honest conversations, her life is an open book that opens women's hearts. Tennille's work and her walk prove that vulner vulnerability, I wouldn't have been doing this uh, any justice if I didn't have a little hiccup. Y'all know Tennille's good for hiccup. <laughs> that vulnerability is a vessel to heart healing. A powerhouse in women's wellness, Tennille holds a Master of Public Health degree with a career that spans over a decade in this space. She has devoted her life to amplifying women. In 2012, Tennille co-founded Divas MPH, a groundbreaking women's health initiative that supported thousands of women with prioritizing their total overall health and wellness. A few years later, she partnered with her longtime sister friend, me, to create Citrus and Sugar, a wellness company that showed women how to live purpose-led and joy-filled lives. The mark that Tamil is living, leaving on the world is a result not only of her academic degrees, but her God-given destiny, empowering women to prioritize their physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual health is not only what Tennille does, it's who she is. Welcome as a guest to the show, Tennille D. Daniels. Welcome. Hey, ladies. 
<laughs> That's what the guests always do. Like, they, hey, y'all. Hey, I'm so excited to be here. <laughs> so, um, time to dig in. Let's just get into this good conversation. The yeah. bio was thorough. So, you gave a little bit of this in the background. And I don't think we'll spend as much time on background today just because we, I mean, we know you, the listeners know you. But, right. Um, to be fair, I will ask you um, our background questions just so you can give us a, a quick, maybe if there's something that people didn't know. So if you had to describe yourself, not just what you do, but who you are, um, just in a quick couple of words or sentences, T, what would you say? Yeah. So I would say that I am a experience junkie. Uh, most of you all know that I love a good experience and I love creating experiences, but I also love um, experiencing those experiences as well. I am a um, loyal friend. I'm a daughter, a sister. Um, I love serving others. Um, you know, I think a little bit uh, for a while that was kind of um, couched in people pleasing, but I do mm. love serving and giving to others as well. And so at the core of who I am, you know, I think it really aligns well with um, the Love Madden brand, which is why I agreed to be a co-host on the podcast, is that I love showing myself love and others love as well. And I use my skills and talents to do that. Perfect. Yeah. And that's really the embodiment of what we always talk about here, healing through hospitality, serving others, loving others well. So that is right on brand. So with that being said, I want to just jump into today's topic. Today's topic is hopeful expectation. Um, this is something that I talk about a lot. This is an area that I encourage my friends in a lot. Um, because as you all know, I, I just I had experienced just some seasons where um, I found it challenging to be hopeful. Mm. And I was really um, able to overcome some of those things by uh, learning to be in the present and in the here and now um, mm. and to focus on what God was doing with me in that season, not necessarily on what it was that might be coming in the next season. And so um, that was such a helpful tactic for me that I, I always share with people because a lot of times we'll couch things for the future. Well, it, you know, if it goes this way or mm -hmm. I'm not sure what it'll be. And I always say like, just be bold in your hopes. Just mm -hmm. move forward with hopeful expectation. Don't try to control what happens or to even brace for it because we really yeah. can't. Just focus on today and just be super hopeful and positive about tomorrow. And I know that's so hard for us because we don't want to set ourselves up for uh, for a fall. So right. I thought that there would be no better person to talk about um, that then with you, because it's a conversation that you and I have had many times about many things. <laughs> I was about um, to say, girl, you be, babe, you be holding my feet to the fire with this hopeful expectation. Yes. But also I just feel like this season that you're in right now with overreaction, um, and just sharing your reproductive health journey with so many other women is really, has really been encouraging in this space of hopeful mm -hmm. expectation. So let's start with a little bit of background about overreaction for those who have maybe been under a rock for the last week. Mm -hmm. um, if you had to explain the work that you're doing through your blog um, and your podcast to a small child, elementary age, let's say fourth or fifth grader, mm -hmm. how would you describe overreaction? Yeah, so I would describe overreaction um, to an elementary age school kid by basically saying it is an opportunity for me to share my story about um, loving my body, about learning more about my body and taking care of my body and making decisions around um, what happens to it and how it functions. That's good. I think that's especially important for young girls to hear. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of ways just as women that we just don't have agency over our own bodies. Mm -hmm. It's kind of ridiculous. Yeah. And I actually start, um, one of the descriptions, you know, around the whole concept of when I was in elementary school, middle school, and honestly, even to, into high school, my reproductive health was only focused on two major things. It was you know, my period mm -hmm. and whether or not, you know, as I was getting older, you know, whether or not I was pregnant, right? Mm -hmm. Because that was the thing that I was trying to avoid. So 
Um, I think that there is not think I know that there is so much more as it relates Mm -hmm. to our reproductive health than just those two um, topic areas. And I think it's really important for us to start having those conversations with our girls much earlier than we do um, or has typically been done, I think, with like our parents generation and how they communicated that information to us. I think that's good. And I think it's important for our boys and girls to understand one another's bodies. Um, I just think that there's such a lack of education or a a miseducation when it comes to men and just understanding women. And uh, also we don't fully understand our own bodies. So (laughs) how can we expect more from them? So I'm with you. That's a fact. Um, Okay, so you started to talk about this a little bit, but I want to hear more about the role that um, in your bio, we talk about women's wellness and women's health, Mm -hmm. but specifically, what role has reproductive um, health and wellness played in your personal story in your upbringing? And how does that show um, impact how you show up today as a full grown woman? Yeah. So for me, I would say as a young girl, it was more so focused around body image and, you know, self-love in that area, making sure that, um, you know, I was comfortable with my body and I was able to embrace who I was even at that young age. I've talked about this on um, many other episodes of the podcast that, you know, when I was younger, I was involved in activities where there was a hyper focus on weight Mm. um, and, you know, being skinny and having this kind of thin bone structure. And that ended up, you know, playing with my mind a great deal Mm -hmm. as I was, you know, um, growing up. So I would definitely say that experience and just my ideals around body image and what beautiful looked like and what you were supposed to look like and kind of those societal pressures played a lot into um, body image at a young age. And Mm -hmm. then, you know, as I was growing up as in high school and as a young adult, um, you know, I never really had any issues. I did have friends who, you know, had very like painful periods and they had to, you know, go to the doctor like mm-hmm. very early on for things like that. And what I've learned over time is that, you know, when I was found out I had endometriosis, my case was so severe that I don't have pain. So that was one mm. of the things that it was like, you know, when you have a, a very advanced stage of endom- endometriosis, the symptoms are pretty much negligible, right? Mm. Um, so I, I had heard women who were experiencing things like this, like, you know, really heavy bleeding and really, really bad cramping. And I was just like, oh, I wonder what's going on with them, but never really knew what could be associated with some of those things that they were experiencing. And then when I got my diagnosis, it kind of just rocked my world. You know, I was in my mid to late 20s when I got the diagnosis. And the first thing that happened is, you know, I woke up from surgery and the doctor tells me that, you know, we went in to remove some ovarian cysts and we saw endometriosis and this is what it is. And this is how it can impact your life. And the first thing that I heard in that moment was infertility. Mm. Right. Um, and that shook me a little bit because I knew that I desired to be a mother. Um, I think so often women tie or can tie their worth to their ability to reproduce. Yeah. Um, and so that really messed with me for a great portion of my adult life. So can you tell us what exactly is endometriosis in in layman's terms? Yes. So every month when you um, have your menstrual cycle, the lining of the the uterus is shedding, right? Mm -hmm. And so that shed um, comes out of your, is expelled out of your body in the form of blood. Well, in my case, the lining is shedding, right? And some of it is shedding, being expelled by the blood, but then some of it is um, starting to adhere to other parts of the reproductive system. So that Mm. could be your uh, ovaries. It could be attaching to your uterus. um, It could just kind of be floating, not floating out there, Mm but attaching to other parts of your um, reproductive health system. Mm. And that's not what's supposed to happen. So when that happens, all of these lesions and adhesions start to form and then they can cause issues. They can cause, you know, block fallopian tubes, um, all types of things. So, okay. Got Mm -hmm. you. Um, and I think that it's something that 
we hear about, um, it's, it's, it's another one of those things that you don't, you, you think you've heard about it, right. but you don't really realize how common it is until you start to open up and have the conversations. Mm-hmm. Um, so we may have heard about it here and there, but then when you have someone close or you end up having a diagnosis, then you hear that there are so many other women that you know that are right. living with it. Right. Um, so I think there is a lot of value in sharing because we mm-hmm. just, we just don't know. You just don't know what you don't know. So it's important to share. And that's the reason I wanted to start the podcast, right? Mm -hmm. So I think that there can be a level of shame that's associated with having some of these reproductive health issues, especially when they impact your ability to reproduce. Mm -hmm. Um, And so a lot of women don't want to talk about it because they feel a level of shame associated with it. But like you said, at the end of the day, we learn from and we're empowered by um, our stories. And so I definitely encourage people when you're ready um, to share your story. I will say that I had my initial nudge about sharing about my diagnosis and everything that has followed after. Um, Back in, I want to say about 2000. 12. Um, I was living in Chicago at the time and I had gone through some testing and found out that I had low ovarian reserve. And I was like, God, you know, why is this happening to me? And he Mm. said, you know, I think you should start a blog about your experience. And I got a book, like, how do you blog? (laughs) That sounds so old school. Like I went to Barnes and Noble. (laughs) Exactly. And, um, you know, I read the book, the book, but I never did anything with it. And mm-hmm. I think there is a, a perfect time and season for everything. And I think the time is now for me to share the story because I've been through a great deal of the journey so far. I still have a long way to go, but I've been able to process it. So there's still the emotion tied to it, but it's not super raw mm-hmm. um, when I'm sharing. And I think that there's some value in that. Um, but you know, I, I'm just grateful. And and I've gotten to a place in my life where I think God gives us our trials as well as our triumphs. So the things that we overcome, not to keep to ourselves, he doesn't work miracles for us to just praise him in our homes and, you know, in our bedrooms, he gives us them to share with others so they can have hope and they can have faith that he'll do the same thing for them. That's good. And that really ties back to our whole discussion around hopeful expectation. And I think Mm -hmm. something else to note, um, Rashida Banks, who was on earlier in the season, she touched on this a little bit as well. Um, Mm -hmm. And those of you who have been following with me for a while, sort of while I was going through my pregnancy losses, know Mm -hmm. that um, we believe that there's also value in sharing what you're going through before, uh, Mm -hmm. sort of that big... um, you know, miracle, so to speak, uh, mm-hmm. that we're that we're expecting. I think that mm-hmm. um, there is sort of a sweet spot between understanding what's going on with you, processing it, and being comfortable sharing, and then um, the other side of it, which is coming out on the other side with mm-hmm. the testimony, so to speak. Mm-hmm. I think there is a place in between where it's like, I've processed, I understand, I've done what's healthy for me to know, you know, mm-hmm. how I feel that mm-hmm. I can start to share this before I get to the big pot of gold at the end of mm-hmm. the rainbow, right? Like there are lots of mini miracles that happen along mm-hmm. the way, mm-hmm. lots of wins, but also lots of losses. And so yeah. I was very intentional about um, sharing um, about, you know, infant loss and pregnancy mm-hmm. loss, um, probably after our third loss. And we, we went on to, you know, have since had a couple more um, yeah. and not waiting until the baby was here. Uh, for me in particular, and Tanil, you can share sort of how you feel about this. I felt like I always saw the testimony at the end. And that was, mm-hmm. that was good. That was good mm-hmm. because it gave me hope, but it's just like, does anyone understand what I'm going through right now? Now. What does, mm-hmm. Is there anyone else out there who can understand what I'm going through right Where is that person? Mm-hmm. Um, because the feelings and how raw it is when you're going through it, you know, it just, it's not the same as when you've been delivered from it, I guess. So how, where, yeah, where do you stand on that? Yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. And I, I 
don't suggest you wait. How many years did I wait since 2012? Like nine years, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. I don't suggest that you wait nine years to to tell your story, but you have to be at a place where you're comfortable. Yes. So as I mentioned before, I am still on my journey and there are parts of my journey that are um, happening in real time mm-hmm. that I'm going to be sharing with my audience and with the community in more of real time. So you're mm-hmm. not going to hear it the day after or the week after it happens, right? Mm-hmm. But Mm-hmm. you know, it's going to be fresh and current. It might've happened mm-hmm. two weeks ago, three mm-hmm. weeks ago. Cause I do think, like you said, there is value in knowing that there is someone who might be going through the same thing or something similar at the same time that you're going through it. And I also wanted to say, you know, we talk about that pot of gold. We have to be very careful about what we perceive or think that pot of gold looks like on the other side, right? Yeah. Because especially when you're dealing with something as frail as um, IVF or Mm -hmm. any other um, treatment for reproductive uh, health challenges, you don't know. You, you, You hope that and and you should be hopeful with great expectation that you're going to get the exact thing that you want. But mm-hmm. don't become so fixated on the how that you forget the larger picture of the why. And for me, yeah. you know, at the end of the rainbow would be a baby, right? Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. does that mean that I'm going to physically birth a baby? Hopefully, yes. Prayerfully, mm-hmm. yes. But mm-hmm. again, I have to know that the end goal for me is to be a mom. So whether mm-hmm. that happens through adoption or some other means, that's the end goal. So don't get so fixated on what you think the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow has to look like. That's great. And it's really about aligning your will with God's will. Yes. It's really about reconciling your desires with mm-hmm. what he has for you. And um, sometimes it's we're, we get so, like you said, hyper-focused on what we want and what mm-hmm. we hope for that it's that thing is not always something that God's put in us. Sometimes it's God plus societal pressure plus yeah. Instagram plus what your mom is saying plus what your friends are saying that kind of make you like, oh my God, oh my God, this is what I want. This is the only way that I want it. And we lose sight that the God's piece of the pie gets smaller and smaller and smaller where all of these other things start to weigh in. Um, yeah. And so we always talk about quiet time and reflection and being present in the here and now and not getting so stuck on controlling the future. So I thought that that was really valuable. So yeah. T, you took us back to 2012 when you um, really felt like you first had this inkling around sharing your story and mm-hmm. um and, and you've done so much since then. I think that even if you didn't, haven't done like the podcast or the blog um, until right. now, I, don't, I wouldn't say you waited nine years. You've done a lot in this space between Citrus and Sugar and all mm-hmm. of your other endeavors where I think you have been pretty open in sharing about your, your story and connecting with women. Um, yes. So my next question is, when did you decide to turn your personal experience into um, this endeavor? Um, when did you carve out your niche as like a go-to in women's wellness? And that's not necessarily just the reproductive, but when did you decide that like, this is the path that I want to be on? I mean, it could have been as early as like, oh, nine even. Yeah, I I would actually say that it was birthed in me to help women, um, you know, improve their overall health and wellness when I was a grad student at Emory University in Atlanta, right? Mm-hmm. So I can remember that we had a um, project one semester where we had to develop a business plan. I was in the health um, policy and management um, focus area. And so I wrote a business plan for a wellness center for women where women would come and, you know, talk about reproductive health, but also Mm -hmm. talk about their mental and emotional health. And that always stuck with me. You know, I never, uh, at least not yet, don't have that physical space, right? Mm -hmm. But we've been able together through Divas and PH and through Citrus and Sugar, we've been able to create these spaces where women can do that work. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's been, like you said, a a foundation of a lot of the things that I've done, um, for the past 10, 15 years. Yeah. Yeah, Cause grad school. I am old. (laughs) Grad school is like, oh, six, right. You graduated. Oh, five. Oh, 
Girl, I graduated from college in 2003 mm. and grad school at the end of 2004. So it's 15 oh. plus years. Oh, never mind. <laughs> girl, your girl is old, honey. So, okay. So so you've been in this space for, for quite some time. So, okay, let's dive a little bit deeper. What was the tipping point for you to say from when that was planted? So you started, you know, in this space in 05, Divas in 09. But from the time that that was planted in 2012, and you've done several things since then, but what was kind of the point where you were like, you know what, let me get on air with the podcast. Let me buy the domain. Let me get the blog up now. Yeah. So for me, I felt like there was something missing in the in the space and in the atmosphere. So you all know I come on this podcast probably every other week and mm-hmm. ask the guests, do you have a brother? Do you know somebody who knows somebody? <laughs> <laughs> because I am a single woman in these streets. And I think that there is a void. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, single women, especially as you get into your late 30s and your early 40s, where you're having to start having to start make some tough decisions about the things that you want and desire and how you're going to go about getting those things. And so I wanted to be that voice. I felt like that voice was missing mm-hmm. and I wanted to step into that um, into that light. And do you feel like this 40th birthday milestone helped to sort of light that ignite that for you girl yes because so in full transparency um and I think I've shared this part of my story on the podcast before but I had to freeze my eggs when I was living in Chicago so that was probably 2013 2014 Mm -hmm. um you'll learn more about it on the podcast and I always said okay if I don't have that man or if I'm not married by 38 I'm gonna go ahead and have a baby you know by myself Mm-hmm. Girl, 38 seemed like it came so fast. And I was like, there's still no man. <laughs> and then I was like, like okay. 38? I'm at 39. So, so I pushed, I had to push it out. And I had to say, you know what, Tanil, I I do desire to be a mom, I but I don't desire to be an old mother if I can help it. And I think that sounds kind of bad. So let me. I'll just tell you what what I felt. I didn't Mm want to be an older mom. So Mm -hmm. I felt like 40 was already pushing older mom status. Mm -hmm. Um, And I didn't want to go into my mid 40s thinking shoulda, coulda, woulda. So it was, I'll say, the the pressure of age and, and time. That's real. Yeah. I mean, that is real. And I think that is, most of our listeners are women, so they, this resonates, but like, there are, there are different sort of societal and biological forces that put a, a time constraint on women that men just don't feel in the same way. Yeah. I mean, period. And period. <laughs> period, poo. <laughs> um, okay. So back to the topic of hopeful expectation. Mm-hmm. I would like to hear a little bit more about that as it pertains to the journey that you are currently on. Do you have... Um, a personal takeaway or just like a major lesson learned that um, it has to do with the journey that you're on as it relates to hopeful expectation. And that could be around motherhood or your, your singleness. Um, mm-hmm. You know, do you have like a big takeaway or lesson that you would love our, our followers to hear? Yeah. And you actually touched on it a little bit earlier it's all around God's plan and perfect timing mm. for your life. Um, I recently gave a sermonette entitled Nothing Wasted in the Wait. And God gave me that message because he wanted me to know, Tanil, all of the things that you've been going through, been waiting through, it's all going to work together for my good, not Tanil's good. It's mm. going to be my good, right? So I'm really in this place where my hopeful expectation is that I'm going to get everything that God has for me, not everything that Tanil thinks God should have for her. Mm. That's really good. And I ha- it, it's hard to get to that place, yeah. right? Um, I talked about this on one of my A Woman's Work Wednesday IG Lives, like, you have to start reconciling your expectations with God's expectations and really getting those things in alignment because when they're out of whack, yeah, you're torturing yourself. And I think we spend a lot of time out of alignment 
and it's caused a lot of heartache, pain, suffering. We do have to go through some of that, but we don't have to stay there for as long as I feel like I've been there. Yeah, that's really good. And I think it's an important reminder to know that his ways are greater. His ways Mm -hmm. are higher. Mm -hmm. He knows more. He loves us more than we love ourselves. He has greater for us than we could even imagine for ourselves. And sometimes it doesn't always look the way um, we think it will look. And I think Mm -hmm. a big part of that that I've been trying to focus on is this eternity mindset. Mm. Um, And it's really, you know, thinking beyond sort of life as we know it. God has a greater understanding and a greater scope than what we can even imagine. So he's put a desire in you and us to be a mother, but how that looks, what what he will have us do, who he will have us shape, how he will have us impact uh, this young person in the world. We don't know what that exactly how that will look and how that will shape up. So mm-hmm. it's it's about I mean, hope is really about putting your trust and faith in God. Um, it is easier said than done. It sounds good, right? Girl, it sounds so good. But it doesn't <laughs> always look like what we what we would hope it would look like when you experience loss. It's like, how is this greater? How is this better? Why am I going through this? It's it's hard to have that um eternal thinking and that kingdom thinking to think beyond how it just impacts me. Uh, But it's, there is something bigger that he's doing through us. And that's why, you know, my kind of tagline is stand in your story, show up in the world until we get comfortable with our story and how God has shaped who we are and where we are, we are not going to be able to fully show up in the world and impact the world the way he wants us to. Mm. Um, And a lot of times, and I think this has been me, um, you know, we feel like if we share certain parts of our story, it's going to come off as desperation Mm. or we are afraid, right? We feel some level of shame associated with it. Or we might be grappling with a little bit of guilt, right? Mm -hmm. That we are wrestling with. I could have done this. If I had done this, maybe Mm. this wouldn't have happened. And you keep playing that, you know, that record in your mind. All of those things were purposefully done. Some of those things, God was like, girl, you did that on your own. I'm going to have to course correct and get you back on track. Right. So I'm not going to say everything. Right. Right. um, God always has his hands on us because I was like, Lord, you've gotten me out of some things. I appreciate you. But all things work for good. I appreciate good looking out. (laughs) Yeah. So. Okay. So my next question is kind of like the last one. What do you want women to know about expecting the best in their own lives? If you could just give a takeaway or two for people to to understand and apply to their own lives, what would those things be? Yeah, I would definitely say take time to reflect. Um, A lot of times we forget all of the great and amazing things that has happened to us or that we've achieved because we're so focused on what we're lacking and what God hasn't done for us yet. Mm -hmm. So definitely take time to reflect and to celebrate those things. Um, I would also say, again, share your story, Mm -hmm. right? So Mm -hmm. whether you're sharing it with one person, a hundred people or one million people, there is value in you sharing what you're going through. Um, you know, our good friend, Lovey Ajayi Jones, y'all, my book finally came in the mail this Yay, week. The autograph <laughs> book? Yes. <Yay>. So um, I have just been um, so blessed by the fact that, you know, I've been in a lot of different circles and people are talking about Lovey's book. And that was mm-hmm. her story. So if Lovey decided to keep that to herself, All of these women who have been blessed by this book and are being motivated and pushed by this book wouldn't be. Yeah. Yeah. I've noticed that too. Yeah. A lot of different circles I've heard people referencing and I'm like, oh my gosh, this impact, the, the ripple effect, the reverberations of her story go beyond. And that's why I think it's important to write your story down too. Like, oh, that's a good one. Like the blog document, the blogging, the podcasting, the writing of the book, the writing of the whatever, like find a way to document it. That's major. Yeah. And I think sometimes at least with, um, 
you know, social media, we can get so caught up in feeling like we need to have, you know, 5,000 followers or 10,000 followers. Mm -hmm. Where God has you right now, your story may only be for 50 people. That's it. And that's who he has for you right now. The right 50. The right 50. The right 50. That's that's true, right? (laughs) So maybe in a year, it's going to go to 5,000. Like, we don't know. But God knows who needs your message. Yeah. And so don't get discouraged by seemingly low numbers. Yeah. Because they're your numbers, right? And Mm. and that's who God has led to you. Yeah. I, I, I say this a lot, like even within like personal friend groups, sometimes I feel like we get so stuck on Instagram. Like Instagram is just the measure of success, the measure of influence, the measure of everything. And I'm like, what if Instagram went away tomorrow? Are you impacting? Are you influencing in your life? Are you influencing your neighbors, your family that lives under the same roof as you, your church, your girlfriends? Like, are you sharing? Are you being an influencer? in your own life. Like drop the Instagram. Yeah. All right. Next and final question for this portion of the Q&A. As you know, we're all about action here. And we know that when we know better, we do better. So if there is one action step to start us on our journey toward um, living with hopeful expectation, what would it be? What's one action, one place people can click, read, follow, do tonight? to help them on their journey? Yeah, so I would say um, definitely go follow me if you're not already. Go visit the website, (laughs) TennilleDaniels.com. It is now live. Um, And I am going to be, in addition to the podcast, as Maddie mentioned earlier, blogging as well, because I definitely think that there's some additional resources that people need and... um, songs. So one of the aspects of my podcast is going to be a playlist because music um, has really been a bomb in Gilead for me. Like Mm -hmm. it has gotten me through so many different emotions along the journey. So that would be one thing I would say, get you a good playlist because playlists have the ability to make you think, I mean, not make, well, yeah, make you think that God can do the most impossible miracles. You will be high off of the worship. So um, for me, that's one of the things I'm going to say you could do like right, right now, go get you some good worship music and get into a posture, right? A posture of hopeful expectation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Start to walk the walk, talk the talk, Mm -hmm. think the thoughts. Let us know that website one more time. TennilleDaniels.com. And my first name is spelled T-E-N-N-I-L-L-E. The other thing that I would say, sorry, Maddie, is that you need to have an accountability partner or a group or a squad, however you want to deem them. If it's multiple people or just one person, I will be very, very transparent with you all. Maddie stays on me like white on rice. Y'all think Love Madden is, no, she's she's a very loving friend. She is. But she will, like, snatch your edges, get you together, call you out, make you, like, feel some type of way about how you're not showing up for yourself. Y'all, she be, she be on me. And I appreciate that. So let me say thank you because Aww, especially in this season of my life, um, that forceful Love has forceful love love and forceful like nudging has been um, really critical to getting me to the place and space that I'm in now. So I just want to thank you for that. Oh, you're very welcome. Yeah, I think we all need that level of accountability and honesty and just realness. Like we got to be real. Um, Okay, now it is time for the deeper dive question. So we're going to go a little deeper. Tanil, you already know these questions, so I'm going to jump right in. What is the biggest surprise you've had in the last few months? So uh, one thing that I have been really surprised by is that one week there was something that I was asking God, like, should I or shouldn't I do X, Y, and Z? And mm-hmm. I, in my mind, I had very a very clear thought about what God was going to tell me. He was either going to say yes do this or no do this mm-hmm. right and in the midst of that um prayer and fasting god was really or really showed me that he wanted me to man up mm. as a woman or woman up woman up right <laughs> <laughs> and that it was really more so about 
confidence and mm. courageousness and vulnerability versus the outcome of the yes or the no that I was expecting God to deliver me or to, or to give to me. He was like, I just want you to have the courage to, to speak up for yourself, mm. to really tell people what it is that you want and desire and not to be ashamed of that. I want you to be decisive in, the, in your decisions and be able to communicate those things. Mm. And some of my like best friends, good girlfriends said like, Tanil, if you want to have a child, this is practice, right? Yeah. You need to be able to advocate for yourself and for your child. And what's a better time to do it than right now? That is good. So your biggest surprise was was from God. God surprised you with the answer you were looking for. Right. Yeah. Sure did. When we go into those seasons of prayer and fasting, it's like sometimes we think we know what we're looking for mm-hmm. and then we get something else. I don't know if y'all watched the Becoming um, tour or if you were fortunate enough mm-hmm. to be there when our first lady did her book tour, but she talks about this in her book too. Um, she went into counseling expecting the counselor to say X. And the counselor said, why? And she was like, I didn't hire you to say Y and Z. I came looking for X. And so it's very much the same um, when we approach the throne of God. So sometimes that biggest surprise will be something he told us that we weren't looking for. All right. Question number two. What's something that you are excited about right now? So I am definitely excited about being the chief storyteller of the Overreaction podcast. Um, But even more so than that, I am excited about the journey to come. Um, It sounds a little weird. And I think at another point in my journey, I wouldn't have been in this place. But um, with all of the successes and um, some of the roadblocks and the challenges, I have just been trying to take things one thing at a time. And so I'm a little bit anxious and excited to see like, what is at the turn ahead and what is that next, you know, fork in the road going to bring to me? So I'm excited about what's to come. That's good. Okay. What is a recent failure or setback that you're actually proud of? And I knew this question was coming. <laughs> and still, still got you. I'm still stuck. Um, a failure or setback that I am proud of. So I will say that it's really more how I've been reacting to some of the setbacks that I have been encountering as it relates to my reproductive health journey recently. Um, I had one day where I felt like every... 20 minutes, something negative was happening to me. And Mm. it was, to me, a a sign that God was saying, nah, girl, Mm. this is not what you're supposed to be doing. That's why you're hitting all these roadblocks. And that wasn't what he was saying. Mm -hmm. He was like, this is something that I need you to um, fight through, Mm -hmm. to suffer through, so that you can be a blessing on the other side. And Mm -hmm. so I am really more um, proud of the way that I've reacted to those setbacks. I had a moment. I'm not going to lie. There was a day where I think I called Maddie. I Mm -hmm. was crying. Mm -hmm. And the next day, you know, I had to move into action. So Mm -hmm. in the past, I think I would have just wallowed a little bit more on the setbacks and, Mm -hmm. and really started to question what was happening. But it's all about your mindset and how you react to things that are going on in your life that I think helps with that hopeful expectation as you move forward. That's perfect. Okay. And then the last question is, what is something that you stand in need of right now or something that you look forward to making happen in your life? Hmm. So two things. Um, The first thing, what do I stand in need of right now? I would just say, keep me in your prayers. Mm -hmm. Um, Keep me in your prayers as it relates to, you know, just that I would be strong in mind, um, that I'm not easily rattled. And like I, I just said to you, I think I'm doing a great job of that thus far, but there are some very um, potentially challenging roads ahead that can shake anyone's mental core that can maybe um, end up in, in heartbreak and disappointment. And I just want to be emotionally and mentally strong to handle those things. Not saying that I'm not going to feel those feelings and, Mm -hmm. and experience those things, but I don't want it to take me to a dark place Mm -hmm. that I can't come back from. So Mm -hmm. just pray for my strength 
um, and my faith and my hope. Yeah. Mm, that's good. All right. One more time, Tanil, can you tell us about um, your podcast, what days it, it um, drops on, where people yes. can subscribe? So you can um, go to TanilDaniels.com. Uh, you can listen to the podcast. You know what? <laughs> Thank you, girlfriend. Um, you can go to the website, um, subscribe for the newsletter because that's where you can find everything. The mm-hmm. podcast episodes are also there as well. Um, but you can also find the podcast on Google Podcasts. You can find it on Spotify. I'm waiting for my Apple clearance. So probably by the time you all hear um, this episode. Mm -hmm. I will prayerfully have that as well. So that's where you can find the podcast. It's called Overreaction by Tanil Daniels. It will release every Wednesday. Um, It's What's Your Overreaction Wednesday. You'll learn a little bit more about what overreaction actually means if you listen to the trailer and in the episode. So just join me on this journey. I would ask that you share this um, podcast with all women. Um, As I've mentioned before, I have a special place for my single women. And we will talk a lot about what it looks like to navigate this part of the journey alone. Um, But it's really for all women. So share it with all of the women you know and love. That's great. And I'll add that even though her particular story is about reproductive wellness and reproductive health, and that's what she talks about, I think that there are just some really transferable sort of takeaways um, that can be for any journey. Because we need hope you know, as we go look for motherhood, we need hope in our singleness. We need hope from healing yes. from disease. We need hope financial breakthrough. There are a lot of places and areas in our life where we um, stand in need of hope. And yeah. I think that when we first get the diagnosis or the or the court decision or the financial issue, most of us do have an overreaction, right? Yes. We have a visceral yeah. sort of reaction to this news. Um, but uh, there's a journey that then follows. And so I think that Tanil's journey can be closely aligned. Her takeaways, her 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 teaching, uh, her vulnerability, her honesty, her openness, her, her playlist, her scriptural references, mm-hmm. all of those things can be valuable on any journey towards something that you are hopeful about. And so I would strongly encourage you, um, man or woman, single, married, whoever, on a journey to, to take a listen and you'll learn that there's um, a lot that can be extracted from her story and her truth. So that's very true. Thank you for that, sister. You're welcome. So with that being said, it is now time for a word with Madden. This week's scripture comes from my fave Proverbs. I'm always back in Proverbs chapter 10, verse 28. And it says, the hope of the righteous brings joy, but the expectation of the wicked will mm-hmm. perish. That's something to think about. None of us want to think about ourselves as wicked. Mm. But it says the hope of the righteous brings joy, but the expectation of the wicked will perish. So here's my thought for the week. There is value in being righteous and obedient. Mm. Today's scripture says that the hope of the righteous brings joy, but that those of the wicked will perish. James 5.16 says something similar when it comes to our prayer life. It says, the effectual and fervent prayer of the righteous availeth much. So what does it mean to be righteous? To be righteous is defined as being a person who is of moral or justifiable conduct, one who is virtuous, one who is working and striving to do the right thing, to do right by others, to, as it says in the other part of that same verse from James, confess their sins to one another, to be open, to be honest, to be vulnerable, to take the high road, to be the bigger person, to lean toward the positive and good intentions of life. That is a righteous person. And that person's prayers will be answered. Her hopes will be fulfilled. And she can look to the future with hopeful expectation. Proverbs 31 is often quoted as describing this virtuous or righteous woman. Verse 25 of Proverbs 31, probably arguably the most quoted of that chapter, says, she laughs without fear of the future. This verse is describing a woman of virtue and of high moral standard who isn't worried about what tomorrow will bring. In fact, 
She is full of confidence in her hope that she actually laughs without fear of the future. The rest of the chapter describes this same woman. This is a woman who is more focused on living with virtue and high standards today through work, preparation, kindness to those around her. If you haven't read it recently, read it again. Then she is concerned with trying to control the outcome of her tomorrows. So by being virtuous and standing in righteousness today, she doesn't have to worry about tomorrow. Um, it is, it is, um, it is within her to be hopeful and to expect hopefully because she is living righteously and virtuously today. So here's the practice that I want to share with you and with myself. Think of an area in your life where you need some hope. Okay? Got it? Now I'm going to ask you to submit that thing to God. I suggest always to write that prayer in a journal or a notebook to document it somewhere where you can kind of go back to it. And then rather than focus on it or try to control the outcome, I want you to think of another area of your life where you can show up as a better person, as a more righteous and more virtuous person today. Perhaps it's as a supervisor. Maybe it's as a wife, as a friend, as a neighbor. Um, Perhaps it's in your spiritual or your prayer life. And I want you to flip your focus. Instead of focusing on controlling tomorrow and the outcomes that you are concerned about in the future, I challenge you and all of us to laugh without fear of tomorrow, but instead focus on doing good works today. That's my thought. So, so good as always. Thank you. Thank you. And now it's time for our favorite part of the episode, which is the question of the the episode. episode. So, Tanil, I think we've spent a good amount of time kind of talking about this throughout today's episode. But um, one more time, can you tell us something that you... Um, are holding with hopeful expectation and high regard. Yeah. So what I'm um, holding hopeful expectation for is my journey to motherhood Um, that, you know, one day I will be able to hold my son or daughter and um, we will have a loving and amazing life. That's good. That is good. And, and you? <laughs> <laughs> um, the future of Love Madden. I have a lot of ideas about the direction, a lot of things that I have been conceptualizing that I've been starting to put into action um, mm-hmm. that are really focused on helping people celebrate uh, well and celebrate wellness. And so I just, I just am excited about it. Like I just know that like really good things are going to come. And so I'm holding that with hopeful expectation as well. Yes. I can't yes. wait to see what, um, we love to celebrate, you know, yes. That, so, yes. um, I can't <laughs> wait to celebrate all of the, the goodness that love Madden is going to bring. Thank you. Thank you. This has been great. You guys, we are, um, in the second half of season three, we're rolling, rolling, rolling this month. The month of April, um, is all about, uh, fresh starts. And so we are talking about fresh starts and new starts and starting over and spring refresh and all that good stuff. So we have some really dope guests. Um, As you guys know, we always try to do the first episode of the month as a girl chat, but we have some dope guests lined up for the rest of the month and really for the rest of the season. So uh, we look forward to sharing all those great things with you. Please uh, share, subscribe, rate, review, all that good stuff. We look forward to hearing from you guys. Until next time. Bye. Thanks for listening to Love Madden, the podcast. Wait, are you subscribed yet? If not, what are you waiting for? Show us some love and subscribe, share, rate, and review. Yes, and then let's keep talking at lovemadden.com and at lovemadden on social. That's L-O-V-E-M-A-A-D-E-N. And connect with me at Tanil Daniels. That's T-E-N-N-I-L-L-E Daniels.